a proud member of the Earglue Media family of podcasts. You're listening to Simply Stogies, a monthly podcast dedicated to the cigar enthusiast. Light up a stogie, sit back, relax, while James brings you along on his journey as a new cigar smoker. Simply Stogies will review cigars, discuss topics that cigar aficionados find important, and we'll probably learn a few things along the way. Now, here's your host of Simply Stogies, James. Hello, and welcome to episode two of Simply Stogies. I'm entitling this episode, Short Stories. So before I get started, I want to say a hearty welcome to Smoking and Drinking in Space to the Ear Glue Media family of podcasts. We're very excited to have Smoking and Drinking in Space on board and part of Ear Glue Media. So please do me a favor and check out this great podcast. So this month, before we jump into my review of the Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story, one of my favorite cigars, we'll discuss some terms and lingo that cigar enthusiasts and aficionados both use, and we'll be talking about humidification and storage of your cigars. So first, before we jump into all of that, because there is a lot to cover, let's talk about terms and lingo. Some things that you'll hear this episode of Simply Stogies is RH, which stands for relative humidity. That is the amount of water vapor present in the air as expressed in a percentage of the amount needed for saturation at the same temperature. Now, what is used to measure that relative humidity? A hygrometer. I've heard some folks call it a hydrometer. It is not. It is a hygrometer. A hygrometer measures that relative humidity in the environment. A hydrometer, on the other hand, measures liquid density and has absolutely nothing to do with cigars. So when you're speaking to fellow enthusiasts and cigar aficionados, make sure that you're using the correct term, hygrometer. Now let's talk about mold a term that cigar aficionados and enthusiasts both are very familiar with. Let me say that mold is pretty much everywhere. But it takes just the right conditions for that mold to grow, for that mold spore to become active and start producing mold. There are two things that you need for that to happen in most cases. Water or humidity and a higher temperature. That's why the proper humidity levels and storage is very important for your cigars. When you talk about mold to someone in the retail industry, the cigar retail industry, you might hear the word plume. They may say that plume is what happens when a healthy cigar is alive, when the oils from the cigar seep out onto the wrapper and to the surrounding areas, including the box and even possibly the shelf in some cases. And that that green substance or that white substance that's not mold, that's plume. Let me assure all of you, my listeners, that that is indeed mold. In fact, 
plume has a completely different definition in the dictionary. And let me assure you, it has nothing to do with cigars. There is no such thing as plume. I invite you to go to the Friends of Habanos website and look at their study that they that they did. They had aficionados from all over the world send in samples of what they thought was plume. They then had it tested. In every instance, it came back as mold. So FOH has the definitive study and the final word on whether plume exists. It does not. Obviously, retailers say Plume exists for financial reasons. They don't want to take a hit on their inventory. They don't want to take a financial loss. So this myth of Plume has perpetuated itself over years. And you will find aficionados and enthusiasts alike that reject FOH's study and say that indeed it is Plume. It is not mold. They would be wrong. FOH has made it very clear through their study that there is no such thing as plume. I suggest you direct all of your friends to that study that claim otherwise. Another term we'll talk about today is Vitola. It's a term that's unique to the cigar world. According to Spanish.Dictionary.com, in terms of cigars, it literally means cigar band. The term Vitola is used to describe the size of the cigar, whether it's a Corona, a Toro, or another Vitola. Another term is the ring gauge of the cigar. This is directly related to its size and its shape, or its Vitola, and it measures the thickness of the cigar. Every month here on Simply Stogies, I hope to pass along information that new cigar enthusiasts may not know and refresh the memories of grizzled cigar aficionados. As I said earlier in this episode, I was also going to cover proper storage and humidification. Recently, a friend of mine, Sean, decided that he wanted to get into cigars. He came to me for advice on how he should store his cigars. And initially, he was looking at a wooden humidor. And that's not a bad choice. In fact, if you remember from episode one, I talked about how I started with a large humidor. It's what I graduated to from my small five-count travel door. He was asking me about the wooden humidors on Amazon. And which one would be best for him? And that's a difficult question to answer. And honestly, most of this comes down, as it does with most things in the cigar world, to personal preference. Certainly, your needs and your immediate needs, I suppose, certainly need to be addressed first. However, you need to think ahead. How are you going to grow into this? There are some cigar aficionados and enthusiasts that only need a small storage device. Some, like myself, started with a small storage device, and it quickly grew. And if you ask my wife, it probably grew a little out of hand. Regardless, there are some basics that everyone should know before finding a solution that works for you. 
Spanish cedar is what you want to be looking for, whether it's in a wooden humidor or it's in a wine door or even if it's in a Tupperware container. Why is that? Spanish cedar helps regulate the humidity. It also helps keep away insects. It also smells amazing. So whether it's the humidor itself or a shelf or even just a shelf that will fit inside your Tupperware, make sure that it's Spanish cedar. Another factor that you should take into account is if you'll be aging any cigars. Some cigars, especially of the Cuban variety, when smoked too young, do not make for a good smoking experience. There is a a, a bitter taste, an, almost an ammonia taste, because the fermentation process hasn't had time to fully develop. So if you let those cigars rest for one year, two years, three years, it becomes a much better smoking experience. Once you've determined what your immediate needs are, what the needs are in your future, it's time to discuss the various types of storage. The most basic type and the type that honestly I wish I had been more familiar with when I started my journey is Tupperware. It is a very inexpensive option for what is normally a very expensive hobby. All you need is a Tupperware, a form of humidification, and a hygrometer. And that's it. Those are the basics of what you need. Make sure that the Tupperware is airtight. There are several lines of Tupperware products out there. Some of the most popular are the Sistema brand. I have actually four or five of those that I keep inside my humidors. Those work fantastic. You just need a way to provide humidity into that environment. And then, of course, a hygrometer to measure it. Now, you can get Spanish shelves, Spanish cedar shelves from Amazon.com. Uh, and there are other retailers online that you can look for that that have those as well. Uh, and you can do that. And absolutely, that will help with keeping the humidity regulated. It will help keeping insects away. But uh, it's not necessary. It's not something that is absolutely needed. There are a couple of ways to go about this. Like I said, you can go to Amazon. You can use Sistema. But if you go to pupperdoor.com, that's P-U-P-P-E-R-D-O-R.com, pupperdoor.com, he has everything you need in a one-stop shop. It comes with two Spanish cedar trays and dividers, an adjustable digital hygrometer, and four 60-gram bovidas, all inside an airtight, clear container or Tupperware. The capacity of these is about 80 to 100 cigars, which for any new cigar enthusiast is the absolute way to go. Again, If I had known about this option when I first started my journey, I would have absolutely picked this up. This is a great solution for new cigar enthusiasts. All of this is $70. From there, the next level would be your humidor. Now, there are a lot of different style of humidors out there, from a large cabinet to a small 10-count humidor. Most aficionados get something that is smaller, that holds anywhere from 50 
to 100 cigars. Now, when you get these, it's not that you can open them up, put your cigars in, put in your humidification system, and you're done. That's not how these work. There's a little bit more effort that needs to go into your humidor, and it starts with seasoning your humidor. And this is all about setting it up for proper humidification. There are several methods to season your humidor. The first method is just wiping the inside down with a light coat of distilled water. Another method is you put a shot glass full of distilled water inside of it. Now, of course, your humidor is empty at this point. I suppose I should point that out. There's also the sponge method where you soak your sponge in distilled water, set it on a Ziploc bag or on a baggie, and leave it inside your humidor. The other method, and probably the easiest method, and again, I wish I had known about this method when I first got my wooden humidor, is the Bovida method. You put in a few 84% humidity packs, you close your humidor for two weeks, you come back, you take those 84% Bovida packs out, throw in your cigars, and it's done. No, no muss, no fuss, as they say. It would have been much easier to do that than to wipe it down with distilled water, wait for the humidity to come up, see if it holds, wipe it down with more distilled water. That was almost a two or three or four day process on top of waiting to see if it would hold humidity. Now, certainly it's a little bit faster than the two week method with Bovida, but the Bovida there's no thinking, there's no trouble, you're just good to go. A step up from your humidor, especially if it's only a 30 or uh, 30 to 50 or 100 count humidor, would be a cooler. Yes, a cooler. Any cooler that you can get will do. Make sure that it's airtight or as airtight as you can make it. Plug the drain hole if there's a drain hole. Throw in your boxes of cigars, anything you want to age, a cooler is a great spot to age your cigars. Throw in your humidification system, whether it's Bovida or something else. We'll talk about those here in just a minute. Throw those in, let them age. Sit, put it in the corner, make sure it's sealed, put in a hygrometer, and you're set. Let them sit there for a year, two years, and you're aging your cigars. The next level up from that, I call these showpieces, because that's essentially what they are. They are temperature controlled, which is great, but a winador, which I spoke a little bit about last episode, is more for look at what I have or temperature control. And that's what I use it for is temperature control here in the Midwest. Uh, if, if you're not from the Midwest, you probably don't know. But if you're in the Midwest, the humidity and the temperature fluctuate year-round. It's only, especially here where I live, it never stays the same temperature very long. In fact, in any given week, you can go from snow to 70-degree weather. So these temperature fluctuations can absolutely affect your humidity level. Having these temperature-controlled units eliminates that. And there are several ways that you can do that. Again, uh, there are the Bovida, there are active humidification systems, whatever works for you. So which solution is right for you? Well, that's a question 
only you can answer. Certainly you can ask your friends, your cigar smoking friends, your cigar aficionados, your cigar mentor, what you should do and what you should get. But the answer ultimately is up to you. And it's whichever fits the situation you're in. As a new cigar smoker, as a new cigar enthusiast, a Tupperware or Tupper door is the way to go or a pupper door. That's literally, you don't have to think about it. This guy has absolutely got everything you need. He sends it to you. You put your cigars in it and you're good to go. Or you can go on Amazon and you can piece it out. However, you'd like to do it. Maybe you need a little bit more room than what one Tupper door is going or pupper door is going to provide you. Well, then this next logical solution is the humidor. When you grow out of that, a cooler is a good option if you have a lot of boxes. And then I would suggest a wine door. I have two of them. I absolutely love them, especially if you're in an area where there are massive and wild temperature fluctuations. So I've talked a little bit about the storage. Now, what about the humidity? What humidification system works? I've talked about Bovida. I've talked about wiping down your humidor with distilled water, which, by the way, always use distilled water. They distill all the impurities out of water. Again, you don't want mold to grow on your cigars. So you want to make sure that your humidity level isn't too high and that your temperature doesn't creep up. The higher the temperature and the more humidity, it's a breeding ground for mold spores. So you want to make sure that you have a humidification system that is almost foolproof or is as foolproof as can be. Now, I've talked about Bovida. Bovida is my choice. I, I don't want to shill for them. It's whatever works best for you. But for me, what works best for me are Bovida packs. And you can get them in different uh, relative humidities. You can get them anywhere from uh, 62 works well for certain cigars uh, and all the way up to 70. Now, I will say this. In, in my research, when I first started smoking cigars, I had found that a lot of folks had said 70 degrees and 70% humidity was optimal. That's what you wanted. Luckily, I did my research and I started looking into that. And while that was the case a few years ago, it seems things have changed, probably due to people becoming more familiar with mold versus plume. And because of that, it has gone down now to 65 and 65. That seems to be what a lot of people prefer their setups to be at. When I was in Casa de Monte Cristo in October in the Chicagoland area, there was a gentleman there who insisted that Americans like their cigars wet. He prefers his at 70 degrees and 70% relative humidity. And he said most Americans prefer that. I have found in my experience that a little bit drier at 65% relative humidity helps the cigar burn a little bit better. And even with my Cubans, I keep those at 62% relative humidity. 
And I have almost no issues, burn issues with those. So again, it's all personal preference and it's what you want to do. But how do you get there? Bovida is their packets. You put them in they're like little pillows of water. You put them in two-way humidification system. You have to replace them every once in a while. I've found that you can recharge them, although Bovida would prefer you not do that. I found you can recharge them, and there's several different ways you can do that, whether it's with a damp paper towel, whether it's the the shot glass method, however you want to do it. If you want to look it up, there are several methods on how you can recharge your Bovida. There are also uh, pucks. When you buy a humidor, for example, it's going to come with what is essentially uh, florist material, what florists use to put flowers in to keep them alive. Uh, you can, you, there's a solution that you can soak it up in it and, and that will release humidity, but it's not controlled. It's just a constant release of moisture into the air. So you can over humidify your cigars. Again, breeding ground for mold. Uh, there are beads that some folks use, uh, cat litter, silicon based cat litter to help keep humidity down. And I'll be honest, in one of my winodors, I actually have a, an, an aquarium media bag full of silicon cat litter. And I use that uh, just at the bottom where the drain hole is, where I've plugged the drain hole and it just picks up any excess water or your active humidification systems, like your cigar oasis, where you, you set it and you walk away and there's a little fan and it blows it. Now, in some winodors and in even some larger cabinet humidors, you need to put in small computer fans to help move that humidity and move the air around so that there isn't such a differentiation from maybe the top level of your storage device from the bottom level of your storage device. But again, it's all subjective. It's all different. And it depends on not only your preferences, but how your your storage unit actually distributes the humidity. In my big wine door that my wife got me for Christmas this past year, I don't need that at all. It's 65 and 65 all the time, both at the top and bottom, and I use two different hygrometers to measure that. So again, whatever system works best for you, that's the answer. But that's how you want to maintain your cigars, is through proper storage and proper humidification. This is the time you've all been waiting for, where I review my first cigar. Let me first pre-apologize for absolutely being a terrible cigar reviewer. Hopefully, as this goes on and my palate develops a little bit more, it'll be a lot better. But for now, this is what you get, and I hope it's at least entertaining. So this episode, I wanted to review the Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story. This is one of my favorite cigars, and I think it's only fitting if I give a little story about how I first tried this cigar. So in my town, there is no B&M. There is no brick and mortar store. There is no cigar shop. There is no cigar lounge. The nearest one is an hour away. The nearest nice one is an hour and a half away. And in Midwestern winters, you can imagine driving 
to these spots is probably not the best idea. But in my town, I have a super tobacco outlet. In this super tobacco outlet, which is basically a glorified vape shop, they actually have a walk-in humidor. Now, it's stocked with all of your usual suspects, and there's no boutique brands, and there's certainly no super premium brands. There's no Davidoff. There's no Padron. There's no Warped or Illusion. None of that. Instead, it has some My Fathers. It has Cohiba Red Dot. It has uh, Romeo E. Juliet. It has all of the brands that you would expect to see. But it also carries a few Arturo Fuente. I went in and uh, there was a nice woman there behind the counter. And I asked her if she had any recommendations. And this is what she said. She said, well, I do have a gentleman come in and every month and he buys one box of these. And she pointed to the Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story. She said, he tells me that these get as close to a Cuban as you can get without buying a Cuban. Color me intrigued. So I grabbed one. In fact, I believe it was the last one they had. Along with several others. This was early in my cigar journey. And I took it home and I put it in my humidor. And uh, I let it sit there for, I believe, a couple of weeks. So I decided one night that it was time to smoke the short story because I knew winter was coming, as they like to say. And I thought I needed to try to figure out if this was something that would be a viable option when the temperature dropped. So I broke it out and I smoked it and I absolutely thoroughly enjoyed it. It was one of my favorite smokes. It was one of my favorite cigars from early on. Did it taste like a Cuban cigar? Absolutely not. So she was either lying to me to make a sale or whoever told her that was on crack cocaine. Regardless, it's a great little smoke. So that was my first taste of the Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story. Now that that short story is over, let me go into my review. So the Vitola, the size and the shape of this cigar is perfecto. It's got a ring gauge of 49. It's binder and filler are Dominican tobacco, and it has a Cameroon wrapper. It's a medium strength cigar with a very unique foot. I cut the cigar and I did what's called a cold draw where it's not lit and I just try to take a puff. What I got from the cold draw, the, the flavor, the tasting notes, it was a little sweet. It almost tasted like cocoa powder. And the draw was spot on. There was enough resistance there, but it, and it wasn't like, it wasn't like I was just sucking out of a straw. Uh, so there was some resistance there, but it certainly wasn't too resistant. I lit it. The light was even. It was effortless. My first few draws on it were. It was like sitting with an old friend. The burn line started a little wavy. It could have been how I lit it, or it could have been that it's the middle of winter and it's dry outside. 
I'm going to go with the latter. Regardless, it quickly corrected itself, but it was never a razor-sharp line. The first third of this cigar, the tasting notes, the flavors that I got were chocolate. It wasn't a sweet, it wasn't like a milk chocolate. It was a dark chocolate, a little bitter. And it had leather, maybe with a hint of coffee. I also picked up wood note, which I assume was cedar. The second third, the ash fell off. Typically, I'd like to see the ash stay on a little bit longer into that second third. Now, remember, this is a this is a Perfecto. It's a 49 ring gauge, and it's only, I believe, four and a half inches long. But still, I would have liked to seen that ash hang on for just a little bit longer. The wavy line came back. It was, it didn't need any touch-ups, but it's always just a little bit annoying. It's probably the OCD inside uh, that uh, kicked in when I see that wavy line. And it's just, it annoys me. Coffee seemed to be a little bit more on the front end for this second, third. The flavors never really changed. This isn't a complex cigar. And honestly, how much complexity can you fit into a four and a half inch cigar? But the flavors would swap back and forth. They would mingle with each other, but they never really changed. Coffee in the second, third seemed to be more prevalent. The leather was also a little bit heavy. If, if that's the right word that I want to use. And the smoke seemed a little creamier. When I got to the final third, the burn line had once again corrected itself. Was not razor sharp. Coffee was still front and center. Dark chocolate had made its way back, but it was muted. It was a little in the background, it felt like. And the cedar, it was less than a hint at this point. I smoked it down to the nub. And the smoke never got hot. It was an enjoyable cigar. It's certainly not the best cigar I've ever had, but like I said, it's like sitting down with an old friend and becoming reacquainted. I did indeed buy a box of these for the winter. However, it's been so cold here that I've only smoked a few. And with all the great brothers and sisters of the leaf that I have met, I have collected quite a few short smokes for this season, so I haven't had to rely solely on the Arturo Fuente Hemingway short story. I hope you enjoyed that review, and as I said, hopefully my palate gets a little bit better as my journey goes along. That's where our short story ends today. I want to thank you for joining me for Simply Stogie's episode two, a short story, and I invite you to join me next episode when we have someone from the CRA here, the Cigar Rights of America, to talk about what they're doing to fight for our cigar rights. I'll also be giving you a review of one of my favorite cigars of all time, possibly in my top five, when I review the warped Guardian of the Farm Apollo. So we'll see you next episode. And as always, my friends... Stay smoky.